Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to a new episode of the Stuff and Things Podcast. I am Sam. Talking Star Wars today is the Book of Boba Fett Season 1 Episode 2. Joining me to discuss the Fett, it's Stefan! It is the way. I am here. (laughs) This is the way. You had to try and get that in somewhere. (laughs) In this season, somewhere in these episodes, I was going to have it. There it is. There it is. Um... Uh, we knew we. Yeah, it's quite funny actually. We do this podcast, yep, and we talk about all sorts of different TV shows. We're talking about the movies and things, but obviously the thing that um, is quite funny and the thing that's obvious when you say it out loud, but it's me and you message each other about this stuff a lot. So yeah, like, when we watch geeks. things, <laughs> yeah, when we, when we watch things, we spot things. We like, oh, you know, did you see this? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Or you know, oh my god, did you see this? So, typically after watching an episode, especially if we're going to podcast about it, we do make an effort to try not to, because we try and like, no, 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 because if we lay all this out here now, when we get to the yes. podcast, we're just going to be like, um, yeah, there was some shooting bang-bangs, it was fun, uh, because yeah. we've got nothing else to say. <laughs> we've already gone through everything, we're just actually reading our WhatsApp messages to each other yeah. out loud. And, and yeah. we're basically exhausted by then, it's like, oh, we've talked about this for like 10 hours already, we don't need another 10 minutes. Um... So we do try and sort of go, ah, oh, save it for the show, save it for the show. Yep. But I did say after this episode, um, so episode two, and I did say to you, it's like, I've watched it. I know you've not watched it yet. I, I got a feeling you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. And now I know you've now watched it and I know you, you've enjoyed it. Yes. So let me explain to you why I thought you weren't going to like it. Okay, go on. When we recorded our podcast for episode one, you straight away said to me, it's like, oh, you know, I, I wasn't sure because of the flashback kind of element. But yep. then we both agreed, you know, and you agreed, you said it yourself. They got the balance, like, spot on. It was, like, perfect 50-50 of storytelling now, storytelling, filling in the gap, great yep. stuff. When I watched the next episode, and literally we had a beginning set now, and then that was it. It was then just straight flashback for the whole episode yeah i thought oh he's not gonna like this I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to defend this show to my co-host however you did so so um, i'm now actually more invested in the sandman the <laughs> like, sand people yeah the yeah, tuscan raiders i'm yeah. now more invested in that storyline than i am about the present day one yeah, so if anything fair. i've now completely flipped and now i'm like no i don't care about what's going on now i don't care <laughs> he's, he's, he's in charge of tangerine yeah whatever what happened yeah. with the tuscans <laughs> Yeah, take me back. Um, but but you see why I why I said it? Oh, why yeah. I thought? Oh no, you're not gonna like it. Oh yeah, I can see. Yeah, but you did. I really did. I really enjoyed it. I preferred this one for the first episode. Yeah. Oh, well, the show did, is growing episode you, by episode. Did you notice the runtime difference? By the way, this one felt longer. <laughs> well, let me let me just fill you in on this. So. I didn't know, like, I watched both episodes, and I thought the first one was over in a blink, I was like, oh, yeah. and then the second one, it felt, again, like it was too fast, like, oh, these should be longer, these should be longer. 
So when you go on to Disney Plus, I yeah. know the end credits because they then go through like every oh they take about twelve minutes translation now, yeah. into every language on earth and they thank the people who did it, which is great. <laughs> but I, I'm also pretty sure if you actually sit and watch all the credits, do you reckon there's one in there for like just the random made up Star Wars languages? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that like the last one is like um we'd like to thank we'd like to thank Jazzy Jeff for Wookie yeah. <laughs> translation translation to Wookie yeah um, so the first one was like 36 minutes which probably about 30 minutes of episode like 28 30 minutes of episode so yeah. that was like I said it was like a blink this one was like 54 yeah it did feel longer so, yeah, yeah so um, we clearly don't have a set and it's one of the big benefits of streaming services isn't it yeah that they put together these episodes and typically if you're going to air this on like a network television you've got to get it within the margins because of ad breaks and other shows and everything like that on a streaming platform if they come to disney and go like these we got our six episodes the timing's all over the place but they are the best cuts of each episode disney are just going to be like yep yeah, I'd go for it. But if they were to go to a TV show, they're going to go, right, yeah. look, basically, you've either got a half-hour slot where yeah. your episode is allowed to be 20 to 22 minutes, or you've yeah. got an hour slot where you're allowed 40 to 42 minutes. Like, yeah. if it's not those, tough. Yeah, Streaming, exactly. yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, go for it, whatever. <laughs> and, and that's great. I mean, that is a massive, massive benefit of the platform. And I, yeah. I think we as fans benefit from it. Um. So so yeah, like like the first episode. Then it kind of splits itself into a what's going on now, and then back to what was going on with Boba during that time where he was on Tatooine yeah. after being thrown into the Sarlacc pit. Um, but you know, as a tradition on the podcast, we're talking about the Book of Boba Fett, season one, episode two. It's chapter two, and the title of that chapter: The Tribes of Tatooine. Yeah, it's nice. I like that. The tribes of Tatooine. It's good. I like. I, see, even the titles of the episodes get me, man. Yeah. I'm like, yes. What, what tribes? What tribes? Yeah. Tell me more. Um. So Fennec uh, drags this uh, assassin guy back to. I'm still calling it Jabba's palace, by the way. Yeah, it, I, I think it still is. Like, you yeah. Know. I've not. I've not moved on to Boba's palace. Hopefully, by the end of the season, I'll feel like it's Boba's place. Now, it's, it's like when they rename a football stadium. You're always going to call it the original name. It's just what it is. It's Jabba's Palace. So, yeah, so drags him back to Jabba's Palace. um, And the guy's like a. He's part of a well known, uh, like, mercenary assassin group. And, you know, the droid that wants to torture everybody, by the way, in the first episode. (laughs) The droid that's like, yeah, let's just string them up by their nads and beat them with sticks. He's like, ah, there's no point torturing this guy. He'll never talk. Yeah, just kill him. Just kill him. So, like, in week one, you're, like, the murder bot. Let's torture everybody. Week two, you're like, no, there's no point. Yeah. He just just wants to kill now. (laughs) He's evolved. So, uh, Fennec has a plan. And basically says, yeah, you're not going to talk right. Fine. Talk to the Rancor. This is possibly my favourite part of the episode. So, we we kind of... uh, Every Star Wars fan kind of has this, Oh, my God! He's been thrown into the pit! Jabba's things moved forward so we can watch... Yes, and then, and then almost collectively around the world, you heard a wait a minute. Yeah, hold <laughs> Luke, up, he's got another one. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke killed that. We we all remember it because the guy cried because it was his pet. I, I, yeah, that was we, it. We all, oh, yeah, we all remember that. You know, and everyone hated Luke for killing the monster. <laughs> That's it. And then you have this couple of minutes where you go, oh, what's the new monster going to be? 
Yeah. I was expecting like I don't know why. I have no idea why, okay? Mm. I was expecting like some giant spidery sort of thing. Yeah, I don't like spiders, so that's typically when monsters are going to come running out of somewhere. That's my... Uh, that's my first fear. Spider. Yeah, first, Not yeah, a giant spider. Some, some giant alien spider creature. You remember that episode of it the Mandalorian with all the spider things? Oh, yes. That was hell for me. I, you know, I've only watched that episode once. <laughs> Every, <laughs> I've, I've re-watched the series from start to finish, and I got to that one and went, nope. <laughs> I'm done. I know the premise of this one. I don't need to watch it again. Um, but yeah, sorry. So with this, and, and it's hilarious because the guy, I mean, obviously clearly Jabba's palace and the reputation of this monster is out there. Oh, and yeah. clearly nobody knows the thing's been killed. And when I was thinking about the continuity in timeline wise, it's been quite some time since the thing was dead. In, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I say that the events of Return of the Jedi, um, yeah. obviously precede what's going on here or precede the mandalorian and in turn precede the book of boba fett yes so you know the empire has gone uh, the remnants of the empire are still kicking around so yeah i mean it's, it's possible this this group just didn't know and i mean the guy absolutely bricks himself which is hilarious fennec's bluff works and he shouts out it was the mayor now obviously I me and you that. had a theory yeah. me and you had the theory last week that it was the woman in the in the kind of casino style place I now just feel because, bad. Yeah, well, I now feel bad. She was just being nice, and now I'm judging her. And now I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I, I still am. I, I, I don't trust any character <laughs> in any show that's overtly nice, you know. Hello, I'm new, and I'm being lovely to you. They clearly want to eat your eyeballs. Yeah. You know, you got you to gotta be watchful of these new people smiling. Yeah. Are they happy? Yes. Why? Yeah, someone shows up and they want to kill you. It's like, okay, this is the norm. This, this yeah, I'm okay. happy with this. This is fine. This yeah, is fine. Maybe, maybe if we get past this, we can be friends. But no, they show up, smiles, want a hug. You, you just put them down straight away. <laughs> I, I could have possibly watched too much Walking Dead. I feel like maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I may, I may need to discuss this with a professional. Oh, uh, the fact but, you so, put them down is even better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Put them down. <laughs> That's Walking Dead. Yeah, that is very Walking Dead. Um, what did you think about Boba just marching his ass to the mayor's office? That made me laugh. I love it. And again, oh, we didn't see your litter coming. I like the, his look of, I don't use one. Yeah. I yeah. walk. I have a jetpack, yeah. but I walk. Yeah. I am. Um, I, I enjoyed it. There's two aspects of that that I quite enjoyed. One is the fact it's been brought up again as kind of like you're acting like you're the boss, but you're not acting like you're the boss. You know, it's kind of yeah. like. It's kind of like sly digs from this slimy little git. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of getting away with it because. Boba's trying to <laughs> rule with respect, not fear. How many um, episodes do you think this is going to last before he just goes like full well, outrage? Well, it is kind of curious to me. It's kind of curious to me of where I think it could go because I've got a kind of, dare I say, obvious arc in my mind, which I don't know if it's obvious because it's obvious or just obvious to me. Yeah. But a kind of arc to me is where the the flashbacks and the current collide. Clearly, Boba is friends of the Tusken Raiders, and clearly there is a lot of them. And yes. clearly, at some point in the present day, Boba's got a fight coming. Does he have an army? No. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he has the Tusken Raiders. Oh. So I, I kind of I kind of have that in the back of my mind as. When there's a showdown, he is going to have some support. 
But now there's a theory. Yeah. The the, the battle the battle with the mayor then, the yeah. kind of verbal taunting. One, the assassin guy's taken out fairly sharply. <laughs> Pretty much on the spot. Oh, you told him who it was, bang. Yeah. That was oh, okay. that was kind of like um didn't want him to say any more or just because he says like, "Oh, these people aren't allowed to operate here." So thanks for turning him in. Shoots him, and he tries He's to pay him off. Ward. Now yeah. I couldn't make my mind up if this was a silence in the guy, or if this was a kind of "I'm not treating you as the daimyo. I am treating you as a bounty hunter that has brought a bounty in front of me." I I was going more with the second option because even Bob yeah. makes that I'm not a bounty hunter, yeah. but I will take the reward as a tribute. Yeah, yeah and trying it, to say, look, this is who I am, and everyone else is like, no, you're not. No. Yeah, it's kind of like a political um, power play by both of them, where one's calling yes. him a bounty hunter and dismissing him as such, and he's making it clear, although he's taking the money, he's not a bounty hunter, and this is tribute. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I mean, it's a collision course, isn't it? And oh, and also, yeah. by the way, the mayor appears to have a lot of armed guards. Yeah, <laughs> he is, say, surrounded, I think, is the way to put it, yeah. Yeah, we'd, I, I think it's safe to say that the mayor's, uh, you know, as crooked as all politicians are. Yeah, and it's, it's a weird character. Like, obviously, we have a lot of alien stuff, but I love yeah. the fact that, like, he's wearing a translator. Yeah. So you get this kind of like... Oh, thank you for that. And I'm like, what is... What?! Well, I mean, it saves on a protocol droid, I think. You, know, you just just wear the protocol droid's brain around you. Pretty much, yeah. I'll just wear yeah. his translation droid. It's fine. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I like that. Um, <clears throat> so, we have that kind of conversation, but one of the things he says in that is, like, he basically tries to say that you've got bigger problems than me. Yes. And, and, and I was kind of, like, trying to follow that. I was like, I don't get what he's trying to say i'm not really following what he's trying to say yeah it sounded like a threat to me i was listening it's like oh bigger issues than me and i'm like why what have you set up what are you gonna yeah i i kind of thought that and and one of the things one of the things he sends him back to this kind of like diner casino type place and so i was kind of like celebrating a little bit like yeah i was (laughs) right she did do it she was the one yeah uh but when he gets there again she's like all smiles and lovely to him but kind of goes yeah you don't own me anymore i'm i'm owned by somebody else and boba's like um what yes and then we hear the drums yeah how excited did you get the drums or did you get confused like i was i (laughs) so they kept talking about in episode one and then earlier in episode two coming in on this litter thing Mm -hmm. and I remember when Boba and Fennec were walking down the street, she was talking about the tradition of the huts being paraded. Yep. So when I heard the drums at first, I thought, no, I had no idea. I was like, what the hell? But then I did think to myself, could it be someone else is like going to be... I never thought like who they were. I was just like, could it be someone else is now trying to be the daimyo and is therefore embracing all the traditions? Yeah, and then she says the twins, and I'm like, who the hell are the twins? Yeah, well, see, what that reference... Yeah, that reference did hit to me because I watched the the Clone Wars animated series and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you're sort of further into it than I am. Yeah, the, <laughs> the huts um, are, are there and you see all of them. It's not just Jabba. And the twins, I believe, are Jabba's cousins. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, then we go outside and we get to meet them for the first time in a live action. The, the, the Basically the Jabba, t- the hut twins. Yeah, now one of the things I absolutely loved about this 
The, and the, it's poor, a... the poor bastards holding the lift yes! like they're going to die at and any minute. They all look A, exhausted, and B, like they're under proper under pressure. Yeah. Which, yeah. in my head, as, as as someone who's done... I did like media and film and stuff like that at school. Yeah. So I obviously am aware they are CGI. But yeah. there will be stuff inside that CGI area to make the movements everything happen. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck have they put on this thing for these poor guys that are carrying it to mm. genuinely look like they're like, Jesus, this is heavy. Can we cut now, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably John Favreau and they just sat there. <laughs> on a Carry throne. me around. Yeah. And they're, and they're just Star Wars fans saying, gladly. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yeah. You, you and Dave, take your thrones. Um, <laughs> One of the things I, I liked, I liked that, <clears throat> but one of the things I also liked was kind of like my mind was racing with possibilities. Yeah. So I was kind of like, you know, if you're Boba, what what do you do here? What do you do? You know, you're a bit surrounded. I was thinking to myself, I'd shoot the front two guys holding that litter. <laughs> just watch it drop. And just watch the twins just roll into the sand. You know <laughs> what I mean? And they like, would literally roll as well. And they would literally roll into the sand because... You do that, then everyone else is going to turn around. All eyes are going to be on that. So if you've got like a load of armed guards around them and stuff, they're clearly going to be turning around to that, and then gives you a chance to get out. Give you a chance <laughs> oh, to get the armed guards What the hell? Oh, basically, yeah. I mean, I, I just just think to myself, one, I just thought that'd be the tactic, and two, they would be so funny to see. Yeah. Like, it would just be hilarious watching the two huts just, like, <laughs> splat into the sand. So my mind was kind of racing with that. Now, whilst my mind's racing, there's this dialogue going on, you know, back and forth and yep. all this sort of conversation. And, I mean, it's basically, you know, we're in charge. No, you're not. I'm in charge. So, although the dialogue's good, I'm, I'm, the dialogue kind of got blown out of the water for me when this big-ass badass-looking Wookiee steps forward. Yeah, now, we haven't seen many Wookiees. Um, no. Chewie was obviously the big one. So, Chewbacca um, clearly is the Wookiee everybody knows. In the yeah. prequel films, we got to see their home planet, Kasik under siege, and Yoda yeah. was there. But it was all very... Uh, you, you didn't really see a lot. And the, the prequels, sadly, for, for me, anyway, were just a little over-CGI'd. So it didn't feel like real Wookiees, in, in a sense. Yeah, whereas this guy, as soon as he walked out from the crowd, you're like, oh, damn, that's a warrior Wookiee. That's I, a I, WW. Wow. I absolutely, like, marked out. I know that's a term from wrestling, but I was just like, oh, my God, there's a giant, badass-looking Wookiee. Yeah. Best day ever. So whatever they said in that moment's lost on me now because I'm just, just like looking at and grunts and you're like, yeah, that's a damn ass Wookiee. That's 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 amazing. This is amazing. But my mind again, my mind's just like, oh my god, please let Chewie have a cameo and let them fight. I want to see a Wookiee on Wookiee fight. <laughs> um, so so I have that kind of moment now. One of the things I learned after the episode is this is a known character in Star Wars lore. This is a character called Black. Krasantan. Oh. I spelt K R S A N T A N. So I went Kursantan. Kursantan. Possibly wrong. Kursan- yeah. But I'm from I'm from Bristol here in England. And I you see Gursantan. That is Gursantan. <laughs> now he appeared, he's a comic book character. This is his first ever live action. He's not been animated, nothing before. This oh. is the first time he's appeared. In the Marvel Comics, uh, Star Wars Comics, issue number one of Darth Vader, it came out in 2015, and okay. this guy is a big character in that. He is a former gladiator 
turned bounty hunter. So when Boba actually refers to him as your gladiator, he He's obviously right. knows him. Yeah. yeah, he clearly knows him or knows of him. And also, did you notice when they were leaving, he kind of gave him a little bit of a raised eyebrow? Or is that just... I know it's hard to see an eyebrow on a Wookiee, but did you notice that? No, I can't say I did. So so the black Krizanthan... Big, big, badass Wookiee dude. Yep. The Gladiator. Now it's official, yep. official title. When he, when he turns to go away, anyone who's... Uh, is, bad as me and we'll put the episode on again just to look at this I, Watch mean, I, it. I swear doing it he kind of he kind of raises like he kind of gives him like the eye and I, to me it looked like a raised eyebrow like hey boba yeah it's nice to see you again how you going bad. buddy how's it going yeah yeah so there we go um big badass looking wookie dude bit of a confrontation boba makes it clear you want to run this place you gotta kill me um they kind of go mm, no bloodshed today we have got a fight coming, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We have got a confrontation coming, and it it's going to be, be badass. Yeah, um, I, I'd like I, to know who the the Hutt's kind of army is. If they've just got, I mean, I'm guessing the Hutt's always had a lot of money, so I'm guessing they've just yeah. brought in the mercenaries. Like, yeah, we'll have all yeah. of them. Basically, yeah. I mean, the, the Hutt's they're, they're gangsters, so they literally have. Um, think of it like an organised crime from anything you've ever seen. So they'll have capos, people who run territories, run businesses for them, and like you said, they've got money. I mean, they are a galactic mafia across yeah. multiple worlds and planets. So you know, the Hutt's were as far in as Curacao. You know, there was a hut actually on Curacao in in the, as you found out in Clone Wars. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. For me, yeah. it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they bring and the kind of force they're going to bring. Because, of course, we also know there's loads of former Imperials out there who are basically now acting as kind of like a renegade army. So, you know, it's even possible the Huts are just gone, yeah, okay, we've got like a thousand old stormtroopers over there. We've paid them. They're going to go try and storm Jabba's old palace. Yeah. We don't know. But it's going to be interesting. I've just watched the scene again, and the Wookiee definitely does like a little bit of a head tilt, kind of like, yeah. see you around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 I'll see you again. But, I mean, I uh, this, is just, this is just dream for me here, but I kind of love it if those two are friends. <laughs> so so this guy's rocked up, it's like, oh, it's Boba, okay. Um, you know, and in a later episode, he's going to switch sides, and then we have this guy in the series going forward, recurring character... Boba, Fennec, and the big badass Wookiee dude. <laughs> That'd be a pretty sick trio. That'd be amazing. Um, so we we have him go back now. So he's back at the Jabba's palace, and he goes into his tank again to do a bit more of the healing that he needs to do. Yes. And that means dream sequence. <laughs> yeah, the wavy screen. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash, yeah. flashback central. Um, so we're back again with the Tusken Raiders and we're learning a little bit more about them. We're learning a little bit more about how Bubba's becoming uh, sort of part of them. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about something now, um, a little bit abstract, I suppose. But one of the things I loved about The Mandalorian, and it was one of the things that I remember before The Mandalorian came out, I saw an interview with Jon Favreau. Yeah. And he described The Mandalorian as a classic Western set in star wars yes and i never really understood what he meant but then when you simplified what was going on in the mandalorian it was like a you know a cowboy moseying on into town 
Mando arriving on a planet. Yeah. Um, you know, running into problems, you know, local gunfighter, da 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 overcoming the problem, moseying on out of town. So yes. it, it kind of and it kind of really worked. And when you've gone into the book of Boba Fett, I, I didn't know if we were going to get that kind of same vibe or not. Uh, to me, it would be silly to drop that because this worked really well. Um, but with this, we're clearly getting the kind of two stories, you know, of the present day and, and the, the flashback. Yeah. In this episode, more than anything ever, this is a Western and the reason why I'm saying that is because, to me, it's like the absolute classic Western of the cowboy, you know, white man, if you like, coming across the Native American tribe, befriending them, learning their language, learning their customs, yeah. um, going, and then we've even got a train. Very um, we've even got thing, yeah. we've even got them trying to board and think of every western you've ever seen with the cowboys riding alongside on their horses there's jumping always onto cowboys a train. horses and trains that is a yeah. western yeah yeah so to me it's like wow you, you know you really you're really doubling down on this western thing i mean i'm i'm on it i love it and everything about it is amazing yes but i really picked up on that in this episode like for me it really had all of the feels of a classic western even even the ending if you think about the very end of the episode um there's this weird ritual thing right yeah this tripped me out and like if you were going to cut something from this episode and you cut this I don't think the episode would have been the poorer for it. That's not me attacking what they did here, but I'm just saying I didn't really fully think it was needed. <laughs> the creature going up what into him, causing him to have this absolute psychedelic kind of crazy vision quest, finds a tree, cuts this thing off the tree, marches his ass back with the branch, but again, the this reminds... jumps out of his nose. Like, yeah, but, but the best thing about that is his line of, oh, damn, I thought that was part of the dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I completely understand why you would think that because that is so messed yeah. up. He's a li- oh, it's a lizard. Thanks. Great. Yeah, what the like, hell? Given me a I lizard. Oh, no, wait. The lizard's now jumped into my brain. Like, this episode, I, I think I messaged you and said it was like 41 minutes. Of yeah. absolute amazing, yeah. With about five minutes of batshit crazy. Well, the thing, what? I, the reason why I brought up the whole Western thing and the Native American thing is because, of course, vision yeah, quests are a massive yeah. part of Native American culture and and what they did. And it was kind of like again this kind of you know uh, the white man cowboy, if you like, coming across this, being taken on this vision quest, being initiated into the part of the tribe, being given the garments, being yeah. part of the tribe, and then literally finished with a dance around a fire. Yes, you think about Native American yep. and all the customs and the dances and stuff like that, that they would do. It was literally an initiation, a, a dance. Yeah. Um, I did also see a few people say because of Timo Morrison, uh, the guy who plays Boba Fett, is Maori heritage from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. The dance very reminiscent of a Maori dance, which it was as well. Um, but cool. I just want to say that I think if you're going on the Western theme, you're not. You know, it's all there. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, very much so. Very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that kind of crazy ass scene at the end aside. Um, I mean, that was just mental. Let's just just finish on that. Was ins- like it was. It we was have a mental. gift for you, and in my head, I instantly went, "Oh, the gift is going to be the weapon that we see him arrive in Mando with." 
Yeah, so I'm like, oh, yeah. this is how he gets his weapon. This is going to be well, it awesome. Well, it is, in theory, it you're is, right. It is, but not how I expect. No, I'm laying not... in bed watching this on the telly going, what the hell? It is not the Ooh. way I thought that was going to go. No. Yeah, that's fair. The, the wife's next to me, she's reading her book, because I watch Boba, she's not into Star Wars-y stuff, so she's reading her book. And she looked up at the moment the lizard went up his nose, just looked yeah. at me and went, what the... F- I don't ask. Yeah, just what, don't. What I haven't understood watching? yet. I haven't understood yeah. yet. When I understand, I will tell you. But yet, there's yeah. a lizard in his face. I don't know. Because <laughs> right now, i got no idea yeah. what's going on. But yeah, then the lizard jumps out of his face and he's like, oh, that's better. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. right, okay. It was, it, it was his kind of shock of the fact it was even in there. Yeah. You know, like, I thought I hallucinated that. that. Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, so, that, that's what, so one of the things that happens is this train comes blasting through the area. It's like an armoured train flying through, and they just basically have got armed guards that shoot the Tuscans as they fly through. Now, I am well impressed. I have never seen a train on Star Wars before. No, no. Well, This um, was in, awesome! We, we saw a kind of train in the Solo film, um, but this was like a speeder train, wasn't it? It's yeah. like literally launching across, like a cargo transport, basically, but on, on land. Yeah. So... Bubba says, you know, Bubba obviously recognises, well, this is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, these people are just killing you, taking pot shots on a regular basis. And it's not so even Bub- like the Tuscans had tried to stop the train or anything beforehand. They were literally just sat at a campfire and went, oh no, the train's coming. Everyone hide. Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then, oh, and then they start one. getting their ass kicked. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, but oh. what's, it, what's interesting is, well, they do say in this is like, we don't fight properly because they have machines. Yes. And Boba's like, well, I will teach you. You know how to yeah. do this. So Boba tells him he's going to help stop the train, and he just needs the stick and one of the weapons, and he goes off. Yeah. Now, when he says that, I kind of think to myself, he's going to go to wherever this is based. This train is based. Yeah. Wipe the floor with the people that are there. That's the end of it. Yeah, I'm right? thinking he's going to the train station or the depot or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Train, train. Yeah, choo choo. Hello, I'd like to get the seven fourteen to Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's. <laughs> Boba, go- but he goes to like this bar, this kind of thing, and he tracks. So in the flashback earlier in episode one, we saw a group of guys on like speeder bikes, yep. smash up a house, raid the place, Not leave the people for yep. dead, and spray paint like a symbol, like a gang symbol on the thing. Yes, he tracks them down to like a a bar, and he yeah. goes into the bar and wipes the floor with them. Saving a couple's lovely romantic date. Yeah. Well, that couple as well. Yeah. I know something here, and it's very nerdy. Oh, go on. And it is is so nerdy. I'm almost embarrassed to admit Let's that do a I, nerd alert. I knew this. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yep. In Star Wars: A New Hope, so the first film we see Luke Skywalker, there is a cut scene which you can now go onto Disney Plus and find in the cutscenes, etc. And it was on the Blu-ray release. Not even the DVD release. It was on the Blu-ray release of Luke, after spotting a Star Destroyer in the sky above Tatooine, goes to tell his two best friends about it. Yes. This couple are those people. They are his best friends. No way! It's not the same actors, obviously, because that was back in the 70s, but they've made them look... Yeah, it is them. Definitely, it is them. That's damn cool. Even in the like credits, the character names. The character names, uh, from memory, is something like Cammy and Fixer. Now, as we know, I, I sit here with IMDb up just for moments like this. 
Okay, bring it on. How close was I? Uh, let me find them. Let me find. Right. What did you say their names were? Cammy and Fixer. I'm sure that's what Cammy it was. and Fixer. Oh really? Yeah. I got it nailed on. Cammy, <laughs> K-A-M-I-E oh, and Fixer. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fixer I was pretty sure of because that's one that sticks in your mind. Yeah. But Cammy could have been anything. But no, Cammy and Fixer. Oh, good. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that Such is a nerd. A, <laughs> that is a total... You know, one of the things I love about The Mandalorian and this is you can tell the people making it are Star Wars fans and everything's made yeah. with love. To put that sort of detail into it, yeah. that's someone who loves Star Wars. It's just someone who's gone, these characters got cut from the original film let's have them on screen let's give them a moment let's give them a scene yeah i did actually uh, draw a parallel in my own mind by the way between this scene with boba and just another famous star uh, sci-fi film it kind of felt a bit like terminator 2 when arnold walks into the bar and is like i need your keys your yeah. clothes <laughs> and your motorcycle yeah. He just kind of walks in and demolishes them, but he doesn't say anything. He just sort of walks in like monosyllabic and just beats the crap out of them. But that's the thing, Boba doesn't say a word. He walks in, no. destroys them all, does a shot, walks out. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 he barman, does the shot. The barman's How... just there slightly wiping the glass off the bar like, oh, I, carry on. I actually, see, I love that he did a shot. So... I wonder if in any original draft or at any moment they thought that he'd say sorry about the mess, which of course was Han Solo's line after smash, after shooting Greedo. Yeah. I just wonder, I just sort of thought, oh, there could be a real homage moment though, but Boba does a shot, which is so much better. That's yeah, so Boba. does the shot, walks out. <laughs> I didn't say he put any, put any money down, so he stole their drink after yeah. kicking their ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, damn right. And so Cammy and Fixer leaves. just stood in the corner like, what What just happened? I love that. I just love that he just wiped the floor of them. It was brilliant. So he leaves and he ties up these speeder bikes and he takes them back to the Tuscans. Now, here is the moment of controversy for me and you. Okay. We, we believe there is a slight editing error in this or we can't count. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which so, is infinitely possible. Yes, yeah. I I messaged you and I just said to you how many speeders were there, because mm-hmm. he steals the one he's riding and he has three tied up behind him. He does throughout all the training montages and everything else he shows. There are four bikes. Yeah, but at the end, the very end, when they get the jump across the bikes correctly, yeah. and they ride off, there is Bobber at the front and four bikes behind him. Yeah. So an extra bike appears from somewhere. Yeah. I so basically, like, oh, there, there's there's a cut scene where someone steals another one. <laughs> basically, yeah. They're like, wait, we need one more. Yeah. Well, th- I said to you, it's kind of weird because the the kind of perspective of the camera angles and stuff like that. There are times where it looks like there's only two bikes. So many times where it looks like there's one, but it's because of the angle of where the yes. one is behind it. But yeah, I'm with you. you. You kind of look at it, and you, and also when he walks out of the place, he counts four. Yeah. You know, he he picks one, and then walks along. And there's three more. And there's so, one other scene as well. The same thing when they all leave to go after the train. Yeah. There is he leaves three more bikes leave after him, yeah. and then there's a long shot, and there's five bikes going across, and yeah. then the next shot there's four of them again. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just a case of it was a slight editing issue or if there's, like you say, there's been a scene somewhere where Bobber turns around and goes, we need more. 
Yeah. And actually, there could be six or seven of them. We just didn't see that scene. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. No idea. But it's funny, because with stuff like that, and Star Wars fans are so hot on stuff like this. Yeah. I genuinely thought, after you said it, and I had a look, and went, oh, yeah, no, I see what you mean. I genuinely thought it would be everywhere. I thought this would be all over the TikToks, this would be all over YouTube, mm. every review of the episode would be talking about and nobody is. No one's mentioned it. Which now makes me it's really, really doubt episode. myself. Like, yeah. really doubt it. So, <laughs> everybody listening, take a moment, load the episode, and count the speeder bikes for us, because we could just be counting, Rod. This is a real possibility, yeah. but have a look. It is possible. Uh, but... I don't know, the scenes, so so uh, the number of bikes aside, the, the training kind of montage was very funny. To I me. loved it. Was it was kind of, I, I find Boba smiling creepy. Yeah, he's uh, like a character that shouldn't smile. He should yeah. be serious and solemn the whole time. Yeah. I, Almost I don't know, a face I don't know why. of, do you know what like, I've seen? The act, the act is like such a ridiculously lovely guy as well. He was genuinely a very joyful, smiling, happy person. And I'm guessing they're trying to give Boba that little bit more personality in this. Because obviously up to this point, he's either helmet on or, you know, or not. Well, you don't yeah. really see a lot. In, in fairness, very... yeah, he only has four lines in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got a lot of a... This is a clean slate to work with. Yeah, and so... <laughs> It's just kind of interesting, like, the, the moment where he's on the speeder trying to explain to the Tuscans how to ride, and he does the kind of motion, like, you know, you know, just like riding one of your, one of your beasts. It's a just, panther, just like yeah, this. Like, just like riding a panther, he's, like, smiling at them. And then he says, right, who, I mean, I did laugh, right, who's first? And you see the Tuscans all look at each other, and one basically gets nudged forward. Like, it's <laughs> you. Go on. Yeah, it's you. You're the one closest. Off you go. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it was great, and the, the the kind of montage thing was fun, and you could see what he was trying to get him to learn how to do. Yeah, I love. And then like, of course them they they do it. it. They try and take down the train. Yeah. Um, and and they succeed, and it's a great scene. The the whole takedown of the train is brilliant. Just just quickly um, before we hit the take, I want to quickly go back to the montage bit. Okay. So they're practicing the jumping across the bikes. Yeah, yeah. That poor sod that keeps falling off. Hilarious, that guy has though. got to be battered and bruised. The, 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 Can you jump the again? Where, no, no, the I scene can't. where he falls and then the other guy goes over him <laughs> on the speeder bike. <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> kind of, even though it's masked and you can't see it, you know that face was, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, then, Jeff's going to be mad when he gets up. And then he, the other, he, he jumps it, he lands it, he celebrates and falls off. Yeah. Yeah, that that again. I mean, how natural is that? He like celebrates like a loon and falls off because of it. Yeah, yeah. That that'd be me. That'd be how it'd happen with me. I'd celebrate and then land flat on my face. That'd be yeah. pretty much how it'd go. Yeah, woohoo! Oh, <laughs> yeah, damn it. Yeah, that did not work well. Uh, um. So yeah. So the the train, the the kind of taking down the train. Like I said, like the classic Western, the kind of the cowboys and the, the gunfire back and forth with the raiders sort of trying to get on board. Uh, once they manage it, there's there's a droid flying the thing. I say flying is the right word, uh, driving the thing. Yeah. The, one, the droid keeps trying to like burn them up with this kind of booster thing. Yeah. Which was messed up. But two... When he finally gets in there and tells the droid to stop, the droid jumps. 
I was like, what the hell? Yeah. It's a droid. What the hell is going on? Uh, So, yeah, so the droid jumps, and then he has to work out how to stop the thing. They do. They manage to basically crash it into the dunes. Tuscans celebrate like you wouldn't believe. There's a lot of prisoners. And, again, because I watched the animated Clone Wars show, the Han Solo movie, I recognised the prisoners as part of the Pike Syndicate. Yeah. So, in the Star Wars universe, drug runners typically are running a drug called Spice. And that's what this is. That's what they're transporting. Yeah. Again, another funny scene where he goes, so, are you, are you hauling Spice? And the guy's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Over one of the, the Tuscan <laughs> cracks open a crate of it. It's like, ah! And Boba's like, well, it looks like that. Yeah, that's what <laughs> uh, it looks like, funny enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad timing for you to lie to me. I think he even says... This is not a good start for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you going to kill us? Mm, depends on what you say. This is not looking good for you so far. Yeah. So, did you recognise in what happens next the tie-in to The Mandalorian? No. feel so, like I should have. The way you said that... Feels no, like no, not at all. Because, again, this could just be me reaching here. So... Hmm. So basically, Boba lays it down to him like this, like, okay, I'm going to let you live, you yep. can go, but this is the last time you guys go harassing across their land, you know, the Dune Sea and everything that you're across, all of this, that belongs to these people, so if you're going to go across, you pay them a toll and you do it, they'll they'll make sure your shipments get through, yep. but you do not go firing, shooting at them randomly anymore, Yeah, and we know that that is the case because in the Mandalorian series the Mando when he's off trying to hunt down Fennec ironically mm-hmm. they come across Tusken Raiders and when the guy who's with Mando at the time says what do they want he says we've got to pay a toll to cross their land ah uh, yeah no you're right yeah and he, and he throws them I think the guy's binoculars <laughs> like here you go and the Tusk is like oh cool cheers, cheers Mando yeah, awesome yeah. yeah yeah yay Binox uh, so yeah, so clearly, because uh, the time-wise on that is not massively different. So the Boba flashback to this, yeah, that's you know, true. we're talking weeks, weeks at best before you know. But yeah, so that 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 you know is obviously laid the groundwork. Boba did that. Boba made it so these people do control their land and passage across it. Which is pretty cool, so, yeah. then. Yeah, so they have tied that very nicely together. They have, I think, anyway. Again, possibly reaching, but yeah. it, it occurred to me anyway. Um, so so the scene, like we said, the, the train, I mean, it's great. He takes it down, takes it down hard in ways. Uh, the Pike Syndicate have now in, been introduced as well, which is great. Um, because, like we know, in the, in the current state of affairs, Boba's basically entering this kind of crime syndicate, mafia underworld. Yeah. The Pikes are probably going to have a thing to say to him. <laughs> you know, he's probably yeah. going to run into them in his new role. So that's kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, for me, I mean, obviously we've already talked about the crazy batshit ending, <laughs> so we don't need to go down that road again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, I think I've covered everything. I think I've covered it across. I mean, the big badass Wookiee dude um, is kind of a real standout for me. Uh, yeah. Were there any other points or anything you think I've missed? Um, I The one thing I did like is the youngling of the Tuscans. 
Oh yeah. Considering Bobber and him kind of had that whole thing together of he saved him and then he went back and was like, yeah. yeah. And he's now kind of like entrusted that guy to go be the messenger. Like you're going yeah, to go yeah, to the top, with the, shine with the little the mirror signal, thing. Yeah. yeah. So I like the way they've kind of kept that. He's obviously got like a little bit of a bond with the youngling. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. And the end scene after after the whole lizard up the face thing. Yeah. Strange. So so strange. Him um, him actually making the weapon. Yeah. That was a cool montage. Yeah, like, that, I mean, that was taught, very cool. Being taught how to do it, though, you do it like this. Yeah. Now do it. It wasn't like, we're not going to make this weapon for you. You no. want to be part of us, you make it yourself. And watching him get kind of like um, the the dressings almost, where they're wrapping him up and making yeah. him. Oh, that yeah. was cool. That part was of the cool. tribe. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because in his... In Mando season two, when you see him appear for the first time, that's how he's looked. That's yeah. his, that's him. Did you get so, a slight similarity when he walks out of the tent for the first time? Yeah, and he's all dressed like that. I got big Obi Wan vibes from when he first appears in No Hope, uh, New Hope. No Hope. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. No Hope. New Hope. Yeah, No. Oh. When he first appears in No Hope. No yeah. New Hope. That one. When Obi-Wan appears in that, and he's got the same kind of long cape with the big hood and stuff, and he's like, there's yeah, a mental Well, it's, it's a very... I mean, the robes is a very Jedi look. Yeah. So, Boba doesn't have the same face markings of the Sand People, but he's wearing the robes, the desert robes. Yeah. Like. I thought it was very yeah, cool. I loved it. Very cool. Like I said, I mean, the, the whole episode is just for... And, and it's what we said. You can tell the people making this show and made Mandalorian just love Star Wars. Yeah. So everything they're doing is from an absolute place of, we love this, so hopefully you'll love it too. And and for sure, I, I know I am. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. I so, am really, really enjoying it. Uh, that is episode two, chapter two of The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk more uh, episode 3 and break that down hopefully uh, you'll be joining us for that as well if you're a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe a show coming out very soon will be on the new Spider-Man movie Uh, obviously if you've seen that enjoy that show if you haven't seen the movie yet avoid that show and listen to it when you have (laughs) Um, we'll also be bringing you uh, a breakdown of the Eternals movie very soon and that debuts on Disney Plus from January 12th yes in the worldwide release actually it's not just the UK it's worldwide Uh, but for everybody listening thank you very much once again we'll be back next week you all take care and go back to Nal Hutter. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.